0: Testing one, two, three, here I go. Give me that microphone. Welcome to the Makeup Artist Chronicle, where we are demystifying the hype in the beauty industry and giving it to you real. I'm your host, Julia Lubin. It's the Makeup Artist Chronicle, Season 3! Hello! Welcome! It is me, your host, Julia. For all of the new folks listening, thank you for being here. Welcome. I am a makeup artist and writer, and I have worked everywhere from backstage at Fashion Week to The Bride, The Wedding Next Door... My artistry has been published in magazines all around the world. And when it comes to this podcast, I would say the last two seasons were all about really testing this space, trying to figure out what podcasting even was, what I wanted to talk to you all about. This season, though, season three, season three, we are amping it up. I'm so excited. I am going to have so many incredible guests. They are already slotted in. They are all from all different roles, walks of life, all within the beauty industry, and they are helping me to demystify the hype and the glamour around the beauty industry, to give it to you real, this is what we do here, and to talk to you about the reality of, of what they've experienced and what the industry is really like, any hurdles that they've had to overcome and where they are now. These people are so, so, so incredible, and I'm so excited to interview them and really get to know them and give that interview to you guys in this podcast, so I'm really excited for that, but we're not doing that this episode. <laughs> huh? Um, This week's episode, I I actually did have a few interviews that were kind of slotted, and I was like, oh man, it's the premiere, like what, what interview should I put in here? And then I was like, you know what? So many of you have reached out and DM'd me and just been like, you know, asking questions, beauty questions, asking for some advice, um, you know, things like post-pandemic beauty and and other things. And so I was like, you know what? We got to do the premiere for the listeners. And we got to do the premiere for, you know, answering listener questions, doing like a little bit of an A little bit of like an advice column piece. You feel me? So this episode, season three, premiere of the Makeup Artist Chronicle is all about you, the listener. Thank you so much for your DMs. Um, and y'all, if you want to DM us or shoot us an email, um, it's at mua chronicle on all the socials. It's muachronicle at gmail.com. We're not that fancy here. And we also, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we're like a little fancy here. Maybe like we're really trying to amp up the production value. We have a hotline now. Like there is an official phone number that you can call and you can leave your voicemails and you can basically be like, I need advice on this or I need to talk about this trend that's happening in the industry that I have very specific thoughts on, and we can put your your voicemails on the air and we can talk about it. And I'm so excited for this. Um, the Peony, the other podcast that I host and produce we have a hotline there and it's it's been so fun so i'm so excited to roll that out here at the makeup artist chronicle the phone number if you do want to leave a voicemail again it could be anything beauty related it could be thoughts on a recent interview could be you know a question anything you want beauty related um the hotline number is oh crap do i remember it it's like super easy and yet i still don't remember hold on Okay, I'm back. Starting off on a very professional note. So um, the hotline phone number is 877 the M U A C. I I tried to make it super easy. So 877-THE-T-H-E-M-U-A-C. If you want that numerically, it's 877 843 So feel free to call that. That's our toll-free hotline. Um, I was trying to set it up. The voicemail greeting sounds a little less clear than my voice on the podcast but listen we're a very low-key operation here we're just trying to give it to you real and we don't have sponsors i don't have any sponsors it's all self-funded and also listener funded so uh hit that patreon but i kind of like it it's like i mean honestly i'm just here for you guys to to have these conversations and it's so incredible and special and i've met so many amazing people through this process so i'm just excited to be here And eventually the production value will go up once the team expands and all that. But you don't need to get lost in the details of this because you came to talk beauty. So without further ado, let's get into some listener questions, thoughts, feedback, etc. I will not be giving anyone's names or handles just because I don't know if I like. Basically, I'm going to assume you want to be anonymous unless you say like you can attach my name to it or like you can say this was me or whatever you know what I mean I'm kind of like the opposite of Estee Laundry. so same thing with the voicemails um as with the DMs if you want to be shouted out just let me know but let's just hop right into these and be sure to stay until the very end where I will give you my reco of the week I'm so excited first message up is hey Jules I have been so fortunate to be able to work during home. Oh, wait, I fucked that up. Hey, Jules, I've been so fortunate to be able to work from home during COVID. But now my boss wants people to start coming into the office. I stopped wearing makeup while I've been at home. And now the idea of having to go back to my old routine is giving me anxiety. Do you have any tips on how I can ease back into it? I, okay, thank you for this. I feel like so many of us are going through this right now. And I feel like there are some people, It it, it isn't an even or clean break, but there are kind of two definitive groups that I've been seeing form. And one is, one is the people that are like, I can't wait. I like, I'm missing real pants. I can't wait to like put on my outfits and put on my makeup and go out into the world. And, and then there are the people that are kind of like, I just want to keep, wearing no pants from the waist down I want to like I don't want to step back into that whole um the hamster wheel you know what I mean and so I I would argue you don't have to you you should do exactly what you feel comfortable about and I can relate to this so so much so I have like practically not touched any makeup. Like I've played with some new products um, and just so that when I get clients and when I have shoots coming up, I know what I'm working with, I know what I have, but ultimately like I haven't really been applying makeup to myself aside from like the few times I've gone out to dinner or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to if you don't want to. I think that it's... I think that this pandemic has been a time for a lot of people to really take stock of what is serving them and like what has been working for me, what hasn't been working for me. I know I personally have done a lot of work to be like, okay, what habits of mine are helping me and what habits of mine are are causing anxiety? And so if the idea of going back into the office If the idea of going back into the office by itself is giving you anxiety, then maybe that's a conversation that you should have with your boss to kind of be like, hey, let's still have me work from home some days. And they should. They really should accommodate you, especially when it comes to like mental health and you not feeling that great going back into the office. I feel like we blow like beauty so out of proportion and it's such a huge industry. Whereas like the everyday person, like it doesn't have to be a huge part of your life. You get to decide what it is. And some people get really, really excited to do, you know, a winged liner every day or put on false lashes or do a red lip or do something really glamorous. But that does not have to be everybody. And we need to kind of stop believing that that that's, reality. So many of the people that I talk to and so many clients that I have, and even myself, like we prefer a very quick approach of like, I need five products. I need to be out the door. So I would say, don't put that pressure on yourself. There's already so much pressure going on just with the world reopening, or at least I'll speak, I'll speak to where I'm at In California and in America, like with the reopening of everything, there is a lot of social anxiety that goes with it of having to go back into the world. And I feel like makeup is one of those things, and beauty is one of those things that you shouldn't have to add that to your plate if it's giving you anxiety. There's plenty of anxiety to go around. So I would say, you know, you don't have to ease back into your routine. You don't have to be who you were before the pandemic. I don't think any one of us is coming out of this time. being the same that we were when we went into it. So I would say don't worry about that. If you feel like you want to wear makeup, you don't have to. But if you feel like you want to wear makeup as you go back into the office, try something that already fits with your routine, right? So like hopefully you have a skincare routine that you've been using. Um, I'll speak to my experience. So I kind of moved a little bit away from makeup. On myself during this time. And I focused a lot on skincare. I went through so many products. I wrote so many labels. I tried so many different things because I was like, you know what? Now is the time to really test my skin and see what works and not worry about the breakouts or the irritations or all of that because, you know, who's going to see it? So I would say like for me now going back out into the world, I'm not I'm not wearing foundation. I could not care less about foundation because I've really worked my skin to a good place. And so I'm just, you know, doing my concealer, mascara, a little bit of bronzer, a little bit of lip balm, lip gloss, that kind of vibe. So there are ways for you to ease back into it, right? Say you were wearing a foundation before. Now, maybe try like a BB cream or maybe try a tinted moisturizer with like a nice SPF, like a like an It Cosmetics CC cream or something like that, right? It's very, very kind of easy to use. It has a bunch of benefits in one. Like it has your moisturizer, your SPF, your tint all in one product. And you honestly can just like plop it on with your hands, massage it in and be ready to go out the door. So like don't start small, start with baby steps and start with just integrating things that already work with what you use and already serve the benefits that you use. Right. Does that make sense? Don't don't feel the need to like have to put on a strip lash to go back in. And maybe that's not how you feel. Maybe I'm just like projecting. (laughs) But ultimately, makeup, don't you wear the makeup? The makeup doesn't wear you. And so it's up to you to call the shots. And honestly, if you walk back into the office and and you're not wearing makeup and people are like, oh, are you okay? Like, you don't you don't look so good today. Like you can tell them to fuck off. That's my professional opinion. So tell them I sent you. But yeah, no, I'm sorry that you're you're feeling that anxiety. It's very, very real. I think a lot of us are going through it right now. I would recommend definitely maybe talking to someone about it. If it's something that is kind of freezing you and and like keeping you up at night, something that's like really interfering with your life, I would recommend talking to someone or or using Talkspace. They're not a a sponsor, but hey, Talkspace, if you want a sponsor, um, No, but, you know, talk to someone. There are a lot of people out there that can relate to what you're going through and make the makeup work for you. Use something that really um, can fit into your routine easily and you don't have to spend extra time on it and it makes you feel confident or just tell everyone to go fuck themselves and just rep yourself in the best way that you feel confident. That's it. Moral of the story. I love you. Cool. Next one. Okay, this one's pod related. I really liked your global beauty series. Are you going to keep doing it? This is a great question. Um, So my global beauty series, if you are not familiar, I would do an episode where I basically would look at a part of the world and be like, these are the beauty trends. These are the beauty products of people in that part of the world, be it Brazil, be it Moscow, be it, you know, South Korea and I loved doing that series so much because I think it's so educational and so fun and it kind of lets you see the culture and the products that are out there in other spots in the world. However, I as a human being, I, I do not like to I like to sit here and talk to you. I do not like to get lost in the research of things. That's just not who I am as a person. That's just not something that fulfills me. And so I. When I was reflecting back on you know what this season would be like and would I bring back Global Beauty, I realized that I will I would like to do more Global Beauty episodes, but I want them to be not just me talking to you. I want to bring someone onto the podcast that is either from that region or has, you know, special awareness about that region that we're doing like the global beauty from. Right. So like if we're talking K-beauty, I want to bring someone on who is an expert in K-beauty who either lives there or um, just has a connection to that part of the industry, that part of the world, and kind of talk to them and have that person walk us through it versus me doing the research and then coming back to you, being like, hey, this is what I found. Um, because it honestly, that's just that I don't know if it's because uh, I'm lazy or if it's just because I feel inauthentic. I think it's probably that one where I'm like, who am I like imposter syndrome to the extreme? I'm like, who am I to like do this research and then come to you and be like, here are the things. So that's why this podcast in general is pivoting a lot more to interviews. And then also the global beauty. I would love to bring it back. Um, But I do want people that are going to be able to speak from a place of experience of like, I live in this world. This is what it is. And that way I personally feel like a little bit less of a, a, a charlatan, not a charlatan, but like I, I honestly can say, OK, this person knows what they're talking about. And I didn't have to deep dive and like cite my sources and do all that stuff. I was never really good at school, you guys. I hated all of like the the little details of school, all of the little like research things and really having to deep dive. And I am someone that I dive headfirst in the deep end. I make mistakes and that's how I learn. But for that format, for global beauty, like I want to be able to give you the most accurate information for all of the episodes. I want to be able to give you the most accurate information. So yes, I would like to bring back the global beauty series I would like to do more episodes of Global Beauty, but I would like people, I would like to interview people of that region or that city or that culture so that they can speak from a place of, you know, being a subject matter expert, which I am not. I am one of the, I am a jack of all trades, master of none. That is pretty much where I'm at. So if you or someone you know um fits that description, tell them to hit me up at mua chronicle on all the socials, or email Chronicle at gmail.com or hit that hotline 877 the MUAC. But yeah, I'm always I'm always actively looking for like who can we get on the show? What can we talk about? Because as much as I know, the industry is so much bigger than what I know. And I would like to kind of bring more information to you all and have it be accurate and, and also like take a break from me yapping flapping my mouth all the time. So yeah, I hope that answers your question and let me know if you know anyone. Okay. So I have a very specific skincare routine that I stick to, and I've been trying to get my boyfriend to use more skincare products. He usually just washes his face with water and that's it. I've been noticing that he's getting some sunspots and I tell him to use my moisturizer, which has SPF, but he swears he doesn't need it. How do I convince him he does? Oh, I relate to this so much. Um, My personally, my fiance is one of those people that has like a three in one that he uses from head to toe and he swears that it's fine and he moves about his life. I also had very similar conversations like this. I was like, listen, I have a a routine. This is what I do. I have a retinol. I have a vitamin C. I have a sunscreen. I have all of these things. Use them. Use them. And I sometimes I would just like put them on his face when he like when he didn't expect it. And then I was like, well, it's too late now. Um, But I've stopped. I've stopped. Honestly, I, I feel you on this, but I feel like. You're not going to like this. You can't get someone to do what they don't want to do, no matter how much you try to convince them. And it kind of sucks because, you know, and I know the power of an SPF, the power of a serum, the power of an actual cleanser that doesn't, you know, double, triple as a shampoo and conditioner. But, you know, we are creatures of habit. We like our routines and ultimately, this sounds like a journey that he is very adamant about taking for himself the no skin care journey. Um, I would when it comes to like cleansers, serums, moisturizers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm going to say the same thing I said earlier when I was answering the other question. Like it just has to be something that feels intuitive to you. And it has to be something that brings you joy and something that kind of is your ritual that you love you said you have a very specific skincare routine it sounds like you're very devoted to it and it's something that's very important to you um, but I think this is about making peace with the fact that it's not going to be important to your boyfriend the only piece of it that I would say that you called out was like the sunspots and the SPF I think yeah skin damage is is dangerous not to fear or anything but like Wearing an SPF is so important. And there was someone recently that like went into the comments of, of one of my posts on Instagram and was like, Sunscreens are bad. They have all of these chemicals. You just need to oh shit, what did what was like the thing that she said? She was like, You just need to build your tolerance to the sun. And if you if you can't be out in the sun, then you should be in the shade. And it was just like so I didn't even bother to respond because it was just so ridiculous to me. Um, Sun damage is so real, especially in the world that we live in, where the UV rays are way more dangerous than they've ever been because of our atmosphere. Not to get all sciencey with you, that's not what I'm here for. But, you know, sun damage is real. And oftentimes we don't under like we don't front load the work. We don't take proactive steps to protect our skin until it's too late and then we have the sunspots, the melasma or god forbid the melanoma. You know what I mean? So it, it but it's something that like we all have to commit individually to do. So, I would say like continue having the conversation with him, but instead of being like, "Oh, I I think you should use this or why don't you use this." Or you know what I mean? Just I let him know how you're feeling and where you're where you're coming from right like hey i've been noticing um you, th- you know your skin you have a few more freckles coming up from the sun and you know have you gotten that checked out by a dermatologist like i'm just concerned because sun damage you know can lead to bigger things and i just want you to be safe because i love you um and so i think you know have that conversation from a place of like, I care about you. And this is why I'm bringing this up. It isn't just about products. It isn't just about, I want your skin to be better. or I want you to look cuter. It's coming from a place of like, I want you to be healthy and skin health is very important. And then ultimately, like just let the dermatologist be the one that bullies him into product. That's how you do it. Also, I'm going to respond to that Instagram comment now on air and let you know, um, There is a solution. If you don't want to use all those chemicals, it's called mineral sunscreen, and it's fantastic. There are more and more formulations being developed every single day that, you know, will, before it was very much zinc-based, it was chalky, it was white, it was not cute, not for all skin tones, but now there are so many formulas that are coming out that are way better for you and look better and don't leave that gross garish gray cast um wow she loves in alliteration y'all so um yeah mineral sunscreen make that transition and then also the entire argument that like you can build your tolerance up to the sun like that's called a base tan and that's still skin damage which is a choice that you personally have to make And, you know, it's not reasonable for everyone to stay in the shade. And especially if you have a very, very, very fair complexion. All my all my fair skinned um, listeners, I was going to say my fair skinned ladies, but I think we have some some um, he's and they's in addition to the she's and hers that listen to this. um, You... You need protection like fair skin is so susceptible to damage and staying in the shade is just not always an option. So, yeah, check out mineral sunscreen and then listener for your boyfriend. Yeah, just tell him you love him. Tell him you're worried. Tell him, you know, you'd feel comfortable if he saw a dermatologist for some advice and then have the derm bully him into products. Oh, and dermatologists also give free samples. So if that's like a bonus selling point, just like tack that on there. I hope that helped. Okay, let's do one more and then we can hop into recos. This one, short and sweet and delightful. My skin is oily and with this hot weather, I feel like my makeup is melting off. How can I get it to stay on longer? This is forever the question. I am someone that I have combination skin, so I struggle with this a lot. Like, how do I control the oil? without dehydrating my skin in the spots where it's dry. Anyway, that's not your problem. But just to let you know like the oil production piece, I get it. I feel you. I understand it's so frustrating. I feel like I would need just like a little bit of extra context context in terms of like what type of makeup you're talking about. If you're talking about like your foundation or your concealer, things like that, I think that a stronger base would be beneficial for you something a little more mattifying um or maybe using a primer would be really great for you if it's something like you know your eye makeup that's i mean that could also be a primer or like a waterproof solution i'm going to assume you mean your um, foundation skincare, and in that case i would say what kind of product are you currently using for your moisturizer or spf that may be a really good place for you to start by using something a little more mattifying so for sunscreen there are two that i'm kind of loving in the moment so one is from Roche posse one it's the anthelios mineral tinted sunscreen with an spf of 50. now i i like i said i have combination skin my t-zone gets super oily but when i use this it mattified so much that like it was almost a little too much. I was almost like, oh, it took away a little bit of dewiness. So depending on your level of oiliness, this may be perfect for you. Like it was too matte for me, but it may be really great for you. Um, I've heard really, really great things about this. Again, For people who have a normal to drier skin, this is going to be way too matte for you. So avoid that. But for an oilier skin, this is going to be really, really great. The other one that I really like lately um, that is, I believe it's new, it was sent to me. It's from Bliss and it's called Blockstar. Blockstar. And it is an SPF of 30. It's 100% mineral, vegan, clean, et cetera, et cetera. It has a very, very slight tint to it, but um, it is kind of like a universal tint. It's not going to give you any like gray cast or anything like that, even if you do have a darker skin tone. Um, It is going to give you a little bit of a matte effect and it's going to help with, you know, your makeup not melting off, with your oil not really coming through too much, but it is a little bit of a lighter weight then the La Roche Posay. That one is like shellac. You put that on, you're good, you're protected and you're um you're I mean it says like leaves a tinted matte finish on skin for a healthy glow. No, I did not see that with the La Roche Posay. It was matte, matte, matte. The Bliss Block Star was a little bit more. It controlled my oil, but it still kept me kind of glowy and pretty. So those are the two options that I would say is like invest in like a mineral sunscreen maybe with a tint that's going to have that mattifying effect or if you're already like oh I the products I use I love I don't want to deal with anything else then I would say go primer definitely like a matte primer it doesn't have to be anything too expensive it could be like the one from e.l.f. Um, not the putty primer they have another one that's that's same packaging, but it's like mattifying primer. Um, and that would be helpful. And if you're someone like me that has combination skin, then put the mattifying primer only on the parts that get oily. So for me, it's my T-zone. Um, but I yeah, I hope that helps. I mean, primers, I feel like primers are those things that I understand the value of them. I use them on all my clients because I understand the value of them, but also I fucking hate using them myself. I'm like, it's another step. It's so annoying. I want my, my personal routine to be streamlined. I will sit there for three hours and do someone's makeup. But when it comes to my own makeup routine, I'm like, I I can't sit here. I need like, I need 15, maybe 20 minutes. I need to be in and out. Let's go. So primers for me have always been like, I don't want to, it's annoying. I don't need it. But I truly, truly see the difference and I understand intrinsically the difference when you use a primer. So a mattifying primer might be really, really great for you if you're trying to get your makeup to stay on longer. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the other thing is it's really, really hard for clean beauty. Clean beauty products are incredible. I love them so much, but they do not have staying power. So depending on your life choices, you may need to kind of reevaluate that. I'm not saying like, don't use clean, but it might be something that, you know, gives you longevity. So that's a personal choice you have to make to weigh like what kind of ingredients you want and what kind of products that you want to use and what result you want to get. But I would recommend starting with like a a matte base and the mineral sunscreens are really going to help you with that because just the nature of their ingredients, they do dry a little bit flatter, a little bit matter. So try that. Let me know if it works. Let me know if it helps. But yeah, no, I feel you. I'm gonna be sweating through everything this summer. I am not looking forward to, but also I kind of am because I'm kind of like a little desert lizard that just loves a heat. So my makeup and my face don't they melt off as well. But fuck it. I have to use a primer I guess. Anyway I have loved connecting with you all. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. I hope these were helpful to you. I hope these were helpful to everyone else that's listening. Next week, I'm so excited because I have a powerhouse interview. You have heard me uh, talk about this brand for a while. It was a reco of the week in a past episode in season two. Izzy Beauty, the world's first zero waste Mascara, Certified Carbon Neutral, Recyclable, Refillable, Clean Beauty, Vegan. It literally takes all of the boxes. And next week, I'm so excited to give you my interview with the founder and chief zero waste officer, Shannon Goldberg. It was an amazing interview. She's an amazing human being and an amazing beauty founder. And I think she's doing it really, really right. And I think a lot of beauty brands can take notes from her. So be sure to come back for that next week. But before I hop off, I got to give you this week's Reco of the Week. It is something that I've loved for a long time. It is something I continue to love. It is something that I recommend to everyone. So here we go. Okay, so something that's been happening during the pandemic, um, I don't want to call it a trend, but it's, you know, it's been happening a lot. And I've had a lot of people, friends, clients, um, followers reach out to me and be like, hey, so I'm pregnant and I love my retinol, but my doctor said I have to stop using it during my pregnancy. What do I do? And I feel you in terms of like, Being so in love with your retinol and like focused on using it. And then what do you do when you have to go off of it for even a small period of time? And I want to talk to you about Bakuchiol. So I've talked about it before. There are a few brands that are that are doing it, but it's a plant based alternative to retinol. It is ultimately it'll give you very similar results. It just will take a little bit longer and it is way more gentle on the skin. So it's something that you can use during pregnancy. And ultimately, you're going to want to check with your doctor. You're going to, before you start anything, do anything. Um, the research around the types of things that we can use during pregnancy as women is so limited. Like, yes, there are a few definitive things that we know we should definitely stay away from. But there are so many other things where... They seem to be safe, but we don't have the scientific research for it. So before you start anything new, definitely talk to your doctor. But retinol is a no-go. Bakuchiol, I believe the studies, the very few studies that exist say that it is safe. And so my rec of the week is... Bakuchiol Booster from Bybee. Now you do not have to be pregnant or breastfeeding to use this. If you're someone that retinol is just, you're too, Oh, thanks for that notification, Siri. I'm recording a podcast, like, hello. Um, if you are someone that retinol is just a little too, you're too sensitive for it, or you haven't been able to find one that you really like, or you just want something that's a little bit more clean, a little more natural, a little more sustainable maybe, Check out Bybee. So I was fortunate enough to meet the founders of this brand, uh, Elsie and Dominica, during a Clean Beauty Summit. We chatted and I love what they're doing. Their products are so accessible. They're so delightful. They're so focused on giving the customer like a no bullshit approach to beauty. And so this Bacucciol booster is literally just Bacucciol and squalane that is derived from olive. So it gives you the hydration. It gives you The skin regeneration and the best part about it is I believe it's like $25 or like $20. It's available at Target. So it's a super accessible price point. And for the quality that it is, I'm surprised they're making any money at all. I don't know how they're doing it, but the Bakuchiol Booster is actually something that I've used for a very long time and I really, really, really love it. I think it's incredible. The um, texture of it is almost like a a very lightweight oil serum almost because it has that squalane oil in it, but it does um, absorb into the skin really well. And then if you do need a little bit of extra hydration, you could put on a face cream, but yeah. No, I love this brand. I love this product. I'm so obsessed with it. So my reco of the week for anyone who is in a very hate, hate, or even love, hate relationship with retinol to try Bakuchiol and to try the Bakuchiol booster from Byb B-Y-B-I. As always, check out muachronicle.com for all of the posts related to episodes where I will link all of the recos of the week and any other things that I mentioned. I hope this has been really helpful. I'm so excited to be back for season three. We're doing it bigger. We're doing it more fun. We're upping the production value, but we're still keeping it low key and, and chill and relaxed and accessible. So definitely go ahead and DM, email, or leave us a voicemail. I would love, 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 love it if you would leave us a voicemail. Uh, and by us, I mean me. Leave me a voicemail. 877-THE-M-U-A-C, eight four three six eight two two. 843 6822 Leave me a voicemail with your rec of the week or any burning questions you have hot takes on the beauty industry and then be sure to come back next week for my interview with izzy beauty founder shannon goldberg i love you guys i will talk to you next week bye thank you for listening to today's episode please subscribe rate and leave us a review and tell your friends about the makeup artist chronicle too. You can always get more content on Instagram at MUA Chronicle, so don't forget to follow me there. And while you're following The Chronicle on social and on Spotify, also be sure to check out Lady Bree, who sings our theme song, Microphone. Throw some follows her way. Talk to you soon. Give me that microphone.